1994, a grandmother by the name of Barbara Kraft heard about a way to use plastic Easter eggs to share the Easter story with friends, neighbors, and children. And she fell in love with the idea. The idea that I like about this is you're, you're getting the Bible in front of them. You're getting the Word of God. This is not just a story. I mean, we're using great things to tell a story. And this is something they may remember, the donkey, uh, the nails, but it's, it's a way of engraving the Word on their heart and, and fulfilling Deuteronomy 6, you know, where it says to talk about these things, you know, when you get up, uh, when you're sitting in your house. And this is what, to me, what this project does. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. We will hear some Family Life Today history today as we hear about the first time Barbara Kraft shared with us the idea for what became Resurrection Eggs. Stay tuned. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. You know, uh, we have people who will pull us aside from time to time and they'll say to us, you know who you guys ought to interview. You ought to have so-and-so as a guest on on your program. And we often get some great recommendations from listeners who suggest somebody that we ought to talk to. And we try to, to dig and say, okay, what would our listeners be most interested in? What would be most helpful? What is the best kind of practical biblical help we can give them related to marriage and family? And I remember when somebody on our staff more than 20 years ago pulled me aside and said, you know who you ought to interview? And they told me about a grandma who was on staff here at Family Life. And I have to confess to you, I thought, yeah, we're probably not going to do an interview with the grandma who's on staff. You know, I and and I and this then, is not just any grandma. She, no. This is uh, Barbara Kraft. She is a woman of the word. Mm-hmm. She is a a wife, um, a mom, a grandmother who who has taken her role seriously. And when she found out about a way to be able to bring the reality of Easter. Uh, into her family, but also the families of her neighbors. She jumped all over it. This was a craft project she'd put together, basket full of plastic eggs, each one with a symbol of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Must and, have been 25 to 30 different eggs in the basket that she brought in. And I, I just thought, how are we going to talk about plastic eggs on a radio program? People can't see it, and it's a nice idea. Well, we, we always... Um, are interested in helping families have an outreach to others. And that's ultimately why we decided, let's go ahead and have Barbara on. And I remember thinking in the back of my mind, you know, if the interview doesn't go well, we don't have to use it. Well, the interview, (laughs) it went fine, didn't it? It it went so well. In fact, just a little bit more to the story. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it occurred, but as we were interviewing her, it all made so much sense. Somehow we put our heads together and said, you know, we really can't, put these eggs in a basket and ship them in the mail to listeners who want them, I would think people would like to have their uh, a dozen of, of these eggs of their own. And we thought, what if you took a carton and filled it full of these eggs with the objects that are in them that tell the story of Easter that help a mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, or help uh, a young family share Christ in their neighborhood with uh, the world's largest Easter egg party? What if we had something like that? Well... We put together a few of them, 
<laughs> put together 3,000 sets. I, were you out there? I was not out there. You're, I was out there at our kids' junior high cafeteria. We worked all Saturday. Yeah. And I prayed over those 3,000 sets. I said, Lord God, I pray these don't end up in our warehouse for the next 20 or 30 years. We were putting little donkeys into one egg and putting coins in another egg. A rock and- representing the stone that was put in front of Christ's grave in another. And then, of course, there was the easiest one to assemble of all, which had nothing in it. That's right, the empty egg, which represents the tomb. And and here's the thing. We, we did the 3,000 sets, and we also made available a list. So if anybody wanted to create their own set, they could just hear, you need to find a donkey, and you need to find a little pebble, and right. you need to find the coins and all of that, get your own plastic eggs. Well... We, we had people calling us saying, we want multiple sets of those, and those 3,000 were gone like that. And that first year, we wound up assembling an additional 7,000 to send out to our listeners. And I'm going to tell our listeners, I was not there on the on the second Saturday. They had to be assembled. In fact, I think we, we found someone, a bunch of teenagers, to be able to... You scheduled a weekend out of town when you heard that was happening, as I remember. Well, today we thought it would be fun for our listeners to go back and hear that very first interview from 20 years ago when Barbara Kraft, that grandmother who was on staff here at Family Life, came into the studio and brought the very first resurrection eggs that we had ever seen. Our table is covered with eggs here. You know, it's really quite festive here, Mm -hmm. Bob. Uh, Tell us, uh, what do all these eggs represent, Barbara? And how did you come up with the idea of uh, teaching about Easter through an object lesson like eggs? Well, I didn't come up with the idea. I'm not a creative type person. I'm one that sees an idea and I can go with it. And uh, I I was in our home teaching ladies how to do a craft project using uh, paper bags and paper twist and making this soft frilly basket that you see in front of here Mm -hmm. now. While we were making the baskets and one of the girls sitting there, Terry Howard, mentioned this story of telling the Easter story with eggs. And I had never heard about it. So the next thing I knew, she sent me a paper and it had just some scriptures and things that you can use and put inside an, uh, a plastic egg and tell the Easter story. So right away, I started making baskets for my neighbors, making sets of eggs uh, from this craft project and putting in there and just giving them out to whoever I, I could. And, and what you've done here is uh, you've composed a, a list that starts with really Palm Sunday and objects associated with that. And you've just followed chronologically all the events of Easter and uh, the verses that accompany them. And you've, uh, you've selected objects that uh, illustrate each of those events. Well, let me just pull out one of these eggs here. This one here. Uh, this one, uh, three dimes. Okay, Barbara, what does that represent? Well, that represents the 30 pieces of silver that Judas betrayed Christ for. Mm-hmm. So that's... And you could use three dimes, you could use three metal coins or whatever, but you just put them in there and then let the children. And you can take them to the scripture to read it, or you can just say, what do you know that these 30, this 30 cents would represent? And out beside that, you've got Matthew 27, yes. 3 through 5. So the children, or for that matter, the adults, are getting right. the opportunity to go to the scripture right. to really study mm-hmm. uh, the Easter story. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I bet kids would have a great time figuring out what each thing inside the egg represents. Well, you know, this took some shopping to really put this together, didn't it? 
as soon as I got this piece of paper, I was just so energized, and I started going and trekking. Now, I started out looking for donkeys, which are not easy to find, so I went to antique stores looking for old toys, real tiny things. Mm -hmm. I tended to make it more complicated than it should be. But I love the, the things that you could look at, like one of the donkeys you'll see, one is cut out of wood. You've uh, shared this idea with a lot of folks. Have you been around as kids have participated in the Easter egg hunts? Well, I did it in a Sunday school class of three- and four-year-olds at our church, and that was probably um, the first time for me to do it with them. And I hid the eggs, and then they came in. And, of course, there's that adventure of finding the eggs, and all the eggs have a number on them. And then we sat around in a circle, and they would give me their eggs, starting with number one, and we would open it up, and it have the donkey or the palm leaf in it. And then I would ask them, you know, what it was. Again, this was three- and four-year-olds. And then they would tell me, you know, that was a donkey. Or if I pulled a flower out, well, what's a flower remind you of? Well, a garden. And then I'd go back and tell about Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. But we took them in order then. And they were so still. And, of course, they're just so excited because they want to open their eggs. They want you to hurry up and get to theirs. Mm -hmm. um, and then they wanted to hide them again. I mean, they wanted to do it again and again, and the hour was gone. I mm -hmm. mean. And, Barbara, you shared this with, with neighbors, uh, one of which uh, you went next door to, and you, you weren't sure of, uh, of that particular neighbor's spiritual convictions and what they believe personally, were you? Right, that's right. The one, they have two boys and, and an older girl, and I took it over there. I gave it to all my neighbors that had any young children at all. None had real, real small ones, like two and three. And she told me that they sat at their dinner table, and they looked up the scriptures hmm. and pulled them out of the basket and looked up the scriptures before they ever ate. The idea that I like about this is you're, you're getting the Bible in front of them. You're getting the Word of God. This is not just a story. I mean, we're using great things to tell a story, but you are looking at God's Word, and that's why I would pull it right from the Scriptures. I mean, there are storybooks, and they're fine or whatever, and if you've got a child that can read it, you have the Word in front of them. This is what God's Word says about that day, and this is something they may remember. The donkey, uh, the nails, uh, the cotton ball, what it represents. But it's, it's a way of engraving the Word on their heart and, and fulfilling Deuteronomy 6, you know, where it says to talk about these things, you know, when you get up, uh, when you're sitting in your house. And this is what, to me, what this project does. You know, I couldn't agree more. I think there is a great need today in Christian families to do more than just crack open this book, but to get our kids diving into it afresh discovering their own yes. insights yes, and exactly. talking about the relevance of these objects in their lives today. Exactly. What is the symbolism of the nails and the yes. verse that goes along with that, Christ's death on the cross? And I think one of the things about Christmas and about Easter that makes it so difficult is that um, I think it, it becomes so uh, familiar to us. We're, we're so used to it. We take it for granted. And we don't look for fresh ways to bring about the reality of our Savior's uh, death, his burial, and then his, his resurrection and ascension to the right hand of God, saying that his job on earth was, was approved of by his yeah. Father, and, and we're forgiven. We have hope because of this, and of bringing that hope to our kids, and maybe even using these eggs as an opportunity to lead your kids to Christ. Because the story of redemption is clearly seen as you go through the scriptures of the Easter story. 
isn't it? Yes, yes. And then when you come to this empty egg that you've painted the inside black, I mean, one of those children's going to open an egg, there's nothing in it except this blackness. And again, that representing that he is no longer in that tomb. And then doing what you said, just telling them, where is he today? He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Hmm. You know, that black egg could also represent sin, Mm -hmm. which was uh, a present part of Easter because our sins were on the cross along with the Son of God. And and is really the purpose for Easter. I was thinking the same thing, Bob, as you said that. uh, That egg could be used with double symbolism Mm -hmm. to really uh, illustrate uh, why Christ went to the cross. And I think it's so easy in the Christian community when we're around church and we're around the gospel and we're around the Bible to just assume our kids understand redemption and they understand the Easter story. And um, I feel that God has been stirring within me the need to go over the story of redemption. Make sure they understand exactly what you were talking about, Bob. What sent Jesus to the cross? Why did he have to die? It was our sin, our uh, breaking of God's law, our fallen nature that sent Christ to the cross and really created a need for God to step out of eternity in his son to redeem us back to himself and to write our names uh, in heaven. Mm-hmm. What, what you have just done is what I'm hoping that this project would do. It's going to generate your creativity. You may stop and focus on one egg, like the empty egg, and, and go with it from sin or go from it with an empty egg. Mm-hmm. But it's just going to generate. Each person's going to have their individuality or their handle of scripture or what they know. Many many adults don't know all the things or where they would find all the scriptures for things represented here. So that, again, to me, is the creativity with this, the flexibility with it, you know, and, and having something like this that you can see and touch. It's fun, and uh, it has a powerful message. It really it does. Me. And, Barbara Craft, you have helped us today to be able to focus on that message, and I want to thank you for doing that because – Um, I really believe that uh, we can make Easter equal to or greater than the celebration of the Incarnation, Christmas. And we don't have to battle the materialistic theme of giving gifts and turning what has become a pagan holiday into a spiritual experience. We can make Easter a profoundly simple and yet powerful spiritual experience, not only for us, but for our children as well, and pass on a legacy to the next generation. One of the things that I think is neat about this is that there are different applications for using it. For instance, you could use it like an Advent wreath at Christmas and uh, use one egg per day or one object and verse per day leading Mm -hmm. up to Easter, or you could take the ones and just use them for the particular event, the week of Easter, starting with the triumphal entry on the Sunday before, and then you could use the objects that happened on the Thursday before Easter and then the ones that the uh, that illustrate what happened on Good Friday and you would walk your way through Easter week. So I think that there are lots of different ways that a family could use this depending on the ages of your children or how you wanted to celebrate Easter together. You could talk this through and try one one year and try another another year and see what works best for your family. Well, I think that's right. And then if you had them all out where they could see them during the day, you know, and touch them and play with them or whatever they're mm-hmm. going to do with this, then again, they're reminded of the scripture. What what does this sword represent to me about Easter? Or you could 
do that sometime during the day again, asking, well, what do you remember about that sword we talked about three days ago? Uh-huh. It's just that continual remembering and reminding that uh-huh. we're so often told to do in scriptures. You know, we don't remember it the first time. Says, you know. Right. And I think at Christmas we have a lot of symbols that we're all familiar with. We're familiar with the star and the manger and all of those things. But I think at Easter we're not as familiar with the symbols, so to speak. And this could sort of be like that at Christmas. We could have all the symbols of Easter, and we could have them out, and the children could become just as familiar with Easter and the Easter story Mm -hmm. and all of the things that took Mm -hmm. place in that week as they are with what happened at Christmas. Yes, yes. During the Easter season, uh, a family could use these eggs, one a day, as you mentioned, uh, to really spark their family devotions, whether it's Mm -hmm. a breakfast every morning, having a different egg on the table and opening it up and talking about what's in there, reading the scripture, maybe at dinner or after dinner, go in the living room and, and mm-hmm. have it. But it would just be a great way to uh, uh, to give children a, a visual connection with the story. So they're not just hearing it told, but mm-hmm. they're seeing it uh, with the symbols right there before them. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could hide the egg. You know, there's always that. The children love that element of seeking and finding. What, so do, you maybe, mean, what do you mean children? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love to go on scavenger hunts. Yes, I do too. I do too. So, so you could hide an egg someplace and, and whoever finds it that day can, could tell the story that evening. Uh-huh. At dinner, they could tell the scripture that's with that. I mean, there's just a variety. I love hearing this creativity and that's what I'm just hoping is going to come about as a result of this. Well, we have uh, we've been back in the archives listening to a program recorded more than 20 years ago with a friend, a dear dear beloved friend. Barbara Great to hear Craft. her voice, isn't it? It is. It is. And and she couldn't have fathomed that this would go on to see more than 1.5 million dozen of these eggs distributed all the way around the world. If she could have fathomed that, she'd have come in and said, let me show you my copyrighted yeah. resurrection eggs. No, I don't think she would have. Barbara was all about outreach. She wanting was. Wanting to share Christ with people, and uh, that's what uh, prompted her in the first place. You know, not long after we had uh, uh, Barbara here in the studio, we made a phone call to another grandmother, mm-hmm. and this grandmother may have been interested in in sharing the eggs with her grandchildren, but it ended up uh, sounding me like that she was really excited about sharing them with her adult children. Yeah, her name is Cindy. She's a friend of Barbara Crafts, and Barbara had shared the idea with her, and so we called her and said, uh, tell us what you thought about the resurrection eggs. When Barbara asked me if I would like these, I thought, this is kind of hokey, but... But I liked the idea, and she had gone to so much trouble. And so I took them, and then after I had them, when when Easter came, I thought, this is how I can do something in the center of my table after we come home from lunch. And so I just decorated the table with them. And they didn't ask too many questions about it, but when it was over, I just said, well, we have I have a game we're going to play. And I said, the eggs all have numbers on them, and, and as you li- as you turn them up, we need to try to decide whatever's in the egg, what does that represent that has to do with a biblical account of Jesus' resurrection. And I was amazed how they enjoyed it. They, they had a great time with it. So that is something that I know now that I can have on my table every Easter, and it won't make any difference. It'll be wonderful now when the little ones can come and participate. But no, I used it with adult children. Hmm. 
And they didn't know what all of them were. It took a little bit while, a while. But even my one of my children that is not so much in church now, but very well trained, he enjoyed that. And I thought, that is not cramming it down their throat. Mm-hmm. Cindy, I want to thank you for being on Family Life today and, and sharing your story with us. You're quite welcome. Bye-bye. That's a phone call we uh, we made 20 years ago to a mom who was using, a grandma who was using resurrection eggs, not with her grandchildren, but with her adult children. Right. And just in case listeners were wondering, the other voice they heard there was a young Dennis Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Did sound a lot younger, didn't it? <laughs> There's another phone call that we made to Leah, and uh, she had three daughters that uh, she wanted to share Uh, the story of Easter with. And this became a tradition for her family. Oh, they're just mesmerized. And to this day, we've done it for probably four years. It's kind of a tradition. Now, how old were the girls the first time you all did this? Probably two, four, and six. Do you do it on Easter? No, we kind of use the week before Easter to prepare our hearts to worship the risen Lord on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just Sunday that we worship on and observe Easter. Leah, how do you involve your husband, Gene, in uh, the process of sharing the eggs with uh, your children? Well, one thing that is really neat to do is Gene will hide the eggs in a certain room and have the children find the eggs. That way, it makes the story of Jesus' resurrection a treasure to find. Hmm. So um, they, as they find the eggs, that's their reward, hmm. is, is the, the Word of God is their reward. It's just a very creative way to share the Easter story with children because they love to see what's inside of something. And one of the eggs is a nail. And um, you, you read to your child about how they nailed Jesus to the cross. They would take that, and, they, and I remember my five-year-old, her face, she went, Whoa, Mommy to see a nail, and then they would just place it on their hands, on the inside of their little palms, and just to see what that felt like. And um, so I think that the nail is the most powerful um, item in the eggs. Hmm. That visual thing that you can hold in your hand, you can feel it and to see it. It's very powerful, and I think it's very, it just brings it home, and it, it brings the understanding to a deeper level in, for a child. I want to talk to your kids. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Rebecca? Okay. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Listen, we wanted to talk to you. You know the special Easter eggs that your mommy has? Yes. Tell, tell me what they are. Well, there's ten eggs, and they all tell the story. There'll be a little paragraph that she says. It's a Bible verse. And then we'll take turns opening it. Like, one would be, it'll say, it'll say, Jesus said to his followers, go into all the world. And then you'll open up an Easter egg, and the verse will be in there. And then there'll be a little teensy weensy little globe. Or it'll say, he died on the cross, and there'll be a wooden cross. Or, mm. feed my sheep, there'll be a little lamb. Uh-huh. Rebecca, this is Mr. Rainey. Do you yes. really like going through those eggs? Yes. Can uh-huh. we talk to Rachel? Sure, one moment. Hello? Rachel. Yeah? This is Mr. Rainey. How are you doing today? Fine. You know, your your mom uh, did something last Easter with some some eggs. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Tell us about them. What do you do with those eggs? Well, 
she'll read the, the verse and we'll open them up and see what's inside. Uh, like what will be inside? Uh, like the cross where Jesus died and like the empty egg. Do you really like to do that? Yeah. Why? It's fun. Does it get boring when your parents bring out those eggs or do you like it? I like it. Well, but don't they make you sit down and listen? But that's okay? Yeah. Tell you what, can we talk to Sarah? Sure. Okay, thanks. Hello? Hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you? Fine. Are you? Do you know Mr. Rainey? Yes. Do you? Okay. Hi, hi, hi Sarah. This is Mr. Rainey. Do you remember the Easter eggs that your mom uses every year? Yes, sir. Do you like them? Yes, sir. Why do you like them? Because they're fun to open. What kinds of things does she put in those eggs? Money, the cross. The nail, the empty egg. Okay. You you remember a lot of them, Sarah. Can we talk to your mommy again? Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. Hello. You know, th- th- we'll probably have some listeners who will think about doing this with their kids at Easter time. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you encourage them to? I really would. It's just such a simple but impactful um, way to share the Easter story in creative way, mm-hmm. different way. Hmm. Well, Leah, thanks for being on the broadcast. Oh, sure. Bye bye. Well, and again, it's fun to go back and listen to uh, some of the early phone calls we made when we were first talking to moms about the idea of a set of eggs that they could use during Easter week to tell their children the story of the resurrection. And uh, it worked back then, and it's working today. We just uh, decided we would take the resource and uh, re-release it with a 20th anniversary edition. And I think... You know, what was already excellent and outstanding and a whole lot of fun has uh, really been moved up a notch, and it's cool because the booklet that uh, goes with the eggs is available both in English and Spanish. Yeah, in fact, look at the back of your carton there, Resurrection Eggs. Can you read what it says there on the back? Not upside down. Well, look, you read that out loud to our listeners. Uh, you're talking about the English, of course, aren't you? Huevitos de Resurrección. So, Resurrection Eggs, the carton comes with both English and Spanish so that listeners can use it in either setting. And uh, and, and Bob d- is uh, flaunting two things there. One, his experience from San Antonio. Huevitos. There you go. And secondly, <laughs> he he's also reminding me of my Spanish and, and the grade I received. And what grade did you get in it Spanish? It was eighth grade. That was, that was the year and and gratefully I, I they did pass me on to the ninth grade but not because I excelled in uh, the the language of Spanish. I don't think you've said the grade yet. Which what, what was that grade that you got? Uh, it was south of D. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, of course have resurrection eggs in our Family Life Today Resource Center. Our listeners can go online at familylifetoday.com to order a set of these eggs to use this year at uh, Easter time. Or if you live near a a Christian bookstore, many Christian bookstores have resurrection eggs. I know a family Christian store has them. I think Lifeway and Mardell has them. There are even Walmarts uh, across America that have resurrection eggs this year at Easter. Just a great tool to use to share the story of Easter with children, with neighbors, with relatives, 
Find out more. Go to familylifetoday.com and click on the link that says Go Deeper at the top left-hand corner of the page. The information about Resurrection Eggs is available right there. You can order from us online. There's also information about the resources Barbara Rainey has been creating that can be used at Easter time to uh, not only share the story of Easter, but to beautifully decorate your home for the holiday as well. Again, go to familylifetoday.com and click on the link that says Go Deeper at the top left-hand corner of the page. There's information about these resources there. You can order from us online, or you can call 1-800-FL-TODAY, 1-800-358-6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word TODAY. Tomorrow, we'll hear more from people who have used resurrection eggs as a way to share the news of Easter with friends and family members. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. I hope you can join us. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.